Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at Wednesday Comics number one, uh, a broadsheet of DC Comics from the uh, from 2009. Before we crack this thing open, I want to invite everybody to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Leave comments below the videos and click that bell icon next to the subscribe button to be notified when we post a new video. This will help you get a leg up on the Kayfabe effect. Sometimes we look at stuff that's uh, kind of obscure and people decide they want to add it to their collection. So if you uh, hit that notification button, you'll have uh, the first dibs on trying to track down your copy. Um, also, let this video play through to the end. That'll help the YouTube algorithm share it with other comics fans who may not have uh, found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. That's how we grow this channel and we appreciate your help on that. So, Wednesday Comics, Ed. This thing came folded up comic book size. Brilliant. One of the, the, the tough things with doing off-size, and you hear it from comic shop owners all the time, I don't know how to shelf it, I don't know how to display it, please make it comic book size, and they figure that out. It fits in bags and boards. Perfect. Genius from the get-go. And I uh, want to give credit to Mark Chiarello, the longtime editor behind the scenes of, uh, did, did a stint, I believe, at Marvel at Epic, but uh, DC is where he's been for a long time. I think he's the guy behind Batman Black and White. Yeah. The guy behind Solo, a really super cool series of comics that highlighted single creators, and the guy who's credited with editor on Wednesday Comics, which um, I like this gimmick a lot. You and I have had our cups of coffee, man, at the big two. And you can see, just from our little experience, that to do anything that deviates from the norm, you are swimming upstream. There are approvals that have to be made. I think X-Men Grand Design, like, we... we agreed to do it seven months before like i was able to put pencil to paper because a bunch of douchebags had to like put a contract together or, or something like who the fuck knows some people had to justify their their paychecks somehow uh chiarello is to be commended he is he is in the cartoonist kayfabe hall of fame as like important uh luminaries of this medium that we that we adore for doing this kinds of stuff man joey cavalieri is one of the dudes that i put put in this bracket yes. and and the ladies man the the tag team at vertigo karen berger shelly bond man like like there are few people out there who who are bringing would bring in fresh energy would uh try to do interesting new things the onus is on the buyer you know the the, the like this is dr market driven right business so uh the buyers weren't buying, and uh, we get what we get. Uh, going through this again for the first time since uh, 2009, is that? I ain't buying either. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I bought all 12 of them. I mean, I, I have all 12. We're talking content stuff. Man. Yes. This is, uh, there's so much stuff here to, to kind of unpack. You know, we'll start with the cover features, Batman. Brian Azzarello, Eduardo Rizzo, uh, they were doing 100 Bullets at the time. Yes. And a very successful Vertigo series, a crime series. The chance to get them on Batman seems super smart on DC's part. Absolutely. And leads off with uh, with the cover story. What is interesting to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep diving, not a whole lot happens here. This guy is supposed to be murdered at midnight, and uh, Gordon calls him Batman kind of too late. There were no demands on the ransom. Here's, here's, here's what I will say. Like, you have an opportunity here with these broadsheets, and this will this will go along with everything. You need to get you need to get a good one on there, like not just in terms of like level of craft, 
you need to get the Batman money shot. These are comic book makers who don't have a vocabulary for comic strips for that weekly distribution mechanism of one page. And that is the fault of almost 100% of these with a few exceptions. Yeah, and and probably the way to review this is to actually read all of them and go through it that way because these are very much like introductions, uh, introduction strips. So you don't get a lot of info in any of these. And I would point people to, we did a, a big Nemo overview recently, and I would point people to that, Little Nemo and Sl Slumberland, like the great, the first great Sunday comic strip. And it's a different tool set. It like is. this is so different than a comic book. This is mission accomplished. This might be one of the best. This is there, like Dave Gibbons as writer is opting to go the Hal Foster route, mm -hmm. which, hey man. Pretty uh, successful strip there. I'm tasked with doing a comic that's one strip, per week or month or whatever this is what are the best of those strips? it's adventure strips hmm what what should i do okay i'll do a hal foster riff makes a lot of fucking sense because like when i see shit like this it's just like what the fuck um it makes you respect this stuff makes you respect the limited palette and the poppy saturated colors of old comics because you're start this is not white this is not white paper. This is like gray paper. Right. And now you're doing modeling and stuff. This is diarrhea. Like they tried hard. You could tell they tried fucking hard, man. And you almost can't see it. Yeah, I'm looking at how it shows up on screen. Uh, another piece I really like for the Commandi is um, the Jack Kirby. Because we get these like created buys on all of these different strips, which is very nice. But I love the way they treat Commandi's uh, created by piece. And I think Ryan Sook is probably doing colors here because we don't see another color credit. So I'm assuming that that's his choice on this palette, which I agree with you looks great. Even seeing like the sunlight on the water between the buildings, the canyons and the buildings. And this is right out of Commandy number, you know, like a lot of Commandy number one on the page here. Yeah, like like the how Foster, like the, the washes and stuff or or it's that illustrative stroke you know it's 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 not it's not like job or hack work type stuff uh so so this is for my money like one one of the best uh in in this book it's but, really good coloring because again like here we go into this room it's another color palette yeah which makes total sense because the light's going to be different inside of that room yeah yeah a lot of subtle subtleties there not a great money shot for uh for your hero no and then, and then there's the people who have the idea to just cram story. Like you have this big canvas, let's just cram lots of story in there. Um, and that's an approach that people take. They do. I like the origin treatment here. You get everything you need to know about Dead Man in your title block. Um, I think that's effective. Again, as a chapter one, um, some of these characters, you do need to bring them up to speed. Uh, interesting, some of these creators I am just not familiar with, like like uh, Vinton Hjulk. Yeah, no idea. Um, be curious to see people fill in it's some good, of these it's, gaps. It's good-looking stuff, definitely in like the kind of uh, Bruce Tim, Darwin Cook kind of school. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Uh, reading this this week makes me want to go back and reread these because I haven't looked at them since they came out, mm -hmm. and so I'm kind of curious to go back and, and give them a new look. I think like the cover image switches, you know, which strip gets the feature on the cover. So some interesting variations there, um, but you do start to see this pattern emerge. Like you get most of these stories you're getting like one money shot of each of these characters so what do you do with it and how do you make your strip look different than everybody else i, I wonder like if the way to do this in, in, a, in a good good uh team here kurt Busiak, joe quinones uh came up in our interview with kikuo 
part of that group of uh, RISD students that he was friends with. So uh, pretty good pedigree there. The reading experience of this it, it, as a whole, like it's it is it's a it's all coitus interruptus really because it's like you're getting it's all set up and then it's over and then it's all set up and it's over and and you, there's no climax on on any of it. So as a reading experience, it's just yeah they're all they're all part ones yeah which the person the 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 genius would have been the guy who did like part seven or something you know i thought that reading through this because you're exactly right it's like kind of all set up set up intro and uh if you think of like sunday strips they just weren't that way yeah. because you had new stuff coming in all the time um and that would have given it a little bit more of a i don't know a texture if this would have continued on you know could you imagine if this was like an ongoing series and now we were in like year 13 or 14 and you were bringing in new people new strips uh coming in and out could have really created an, an interesting history there but neil gaiman and mike allred on metamorpho so pretty good start um in terms of talent i would expect this to be entertaining over time and allred's work is pretty well suited for this it is but man like none of the color in almost any of this stuff and laura allred has like colored his stuff on like the um atomic pop yeah they should have been uh they should have had like that that palette already worked out like this is the newsprint palette yeah there's just something that it's the the ink just isn't taken to the paper Sean Galloway, I used to follow, liked his stuff. I think he might have done a Teen Titans fill-in or two. I think he probably went into animation, judging by this. I have no idea what's going on in this story. It's, it's bad. It's, it's, if you look close, though, I think it's drawn in pencil, which I like. That's, that's early for trying to figure out digital color, too. And I feel like these guys that did the thin lines were figuring out, like, all the modeling comes in the, in the coloring. This is, this is another interesting one. Like, one that I dig, the, the, the Paul Pope Strange Adventures there's some good stuff in this uh color colored by jose villa rubia who colors a lot of his stuff yeah he's worked with alan moore and, and you know pretty known colorist writes about color online you can read some of his thoughts on that some of the stuff that i think works well and pope has experience doing big pages right had done some of these oversized books on his own under horse press and i think you see that you know coming in with like round panels and some different panel shapes is nice this is a really great panel mm -hmm. you know like you've established like these guys are invading they're coming down and he's going up which is what you get with the hero uh, while everything's going one direction the hero's going against it it's a genius conceit uh with the characters and stuff because i mean this this is buck rogers mm -hmm. you know we got buck rogers kind of spaceships and uh i could almost point to like flash gordon actually uh alex raymond strips that like have this kind of thing there's like these weird angel things coming down in like a three-point perspective so so it's it's good adventure strip fodder and it 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 feels right this one feels a little bit muted to me as well oh, it and is. I, I wonder about like do they evolve like once they do they even get a chance to see them i can't remember if this uh, was published weekly or monthly but if it was monthly you would get to see it after a couple months and i wonder if they change their color palettes uh, should, to accommodate paper should have listened to klaus like should have listened to Cloud's Apple commercial. The perfect skin texture is 20% magenta, 25% yellow. <laughs> there is no blue. And that's why. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and you can see, like, there are brighter colors that are available. Uh, you know, it just kind of depends on saturation. A lot of panels on all these pages, if somebody would have done a half-page splash, it really would have popped. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have this big piece of real estate, like... Like use it. Don't don't just use it as excuse to like squeeze more story in. This is Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti writing Amanda Con Connor on the uh, line art. And uh, I just read Pro recently, the Garth Ennis. We should Amanda. do that video. Yeah, right. that's, that's exactly. I, what I, I, I have that quote and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one is on the stands today. In the first week of April comes Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number two. That's the pumpkins issue of Red Room. And of course, last year uh, saw Red Room, the anti-social network. The idea for Red Room, it's murder on the dark web for fun and profit. Every issue is completely self-contained and it is a gory splat fest to say the least. Uh, the rest of the the Ed Piscor bib bibliography that is currently in print, you have three volumes of oversized X-Men Grand Design retelling the entire story of the X-Men saga up through the origins to Days of Future Past, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree documenting in a very linear fashion the history of hip hop and rap music, and WYSIWYG, Portrait of a Serial Hacker, charting the life of a computer hacker from the earliest days of high technology up to uh, WikiLeaks. Out in stores now, Jim Ruggs, Hulk Grand Design Monster, issue one, the 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 first half of uh, the, the Incredible Hulk lore, out on the stands as we speak, various flavors, the Peach Momoko is coming out soon. How's that work, Jim? April 14th. It'll be in stores everywhere. April 16th. <laughs> 40, 40 pages in issue documenting the history of the Incredible Hulk. There is a banger on every single page. Get it while it's hot. This thing is not going to be in the stores for long. And uh, before you know it, comes Hulk Grand Design uh, Madness with uh, some very cool variant covers uh, by Ed McGinnis and Jeff Darrow to kind of goose those uh, bookshelves in your local comic shops. And the rest of the Jim Rugg bibliography in stores now, Plain Janes with Cecil Castellucci, and uh, rapidly going out of print soon. If you see it in your comic shops, get your hands on it right away, man, because we don't know when this is going to be back in print. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Get these numbers up high on those Amazon charts. We love seeing it. We thank you so much. We appreciate your patronage. And now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Metalman, uh, Dan Didio writing, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez and Kevin Nolan uh, on art. This page doesn't, again, doesn't stand out. You, you do see a lot of this, just this kind of brownish muted colors, but I wonder, like, I know these guys are phenomenal mm -hmm. and I wonder, I want to see their 12 pages because yeah. I'm sure there's some amazing stuff over, over time, but uh, man, all the draftsmanship is so strong. This, these two team really well. I have a Batman couple issues that they do together. I think they've worked together several times and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a perfect meshing of styles for my money. Uh, Wonder Woman by Ben Caldwell. And this is like the apex of like, just get as much stuff on a page as you can. Yeah, this almost feels like um, your thumbnails of panels. What I like about it is no other page looks like this. Like we talk about lots of panels. If you're going to do lots of panels, do lots of panels. And wins that one. In a way, reminds me of Chris Ware. Coloring is tough. But I think that's every, you know, like the fact that I feel I can say that about almost all these pages makes me think like, adjust to the newsprint mm -hmm. like give us a, a couple of strips where we see it in print and then what do you do with it i mean getting that pure red like like it's clearly available like that's not even 100 percent yellow yeah it's corny how about the cubert uh the cubert family adam cubert writing and joe cubert drawing yeah and and i and i feel like this is like joe coming home man because he comes from the adventure strips like when you go to the cubert school you're looking at 
uh, on the wall, you're looking at um, Buck Rogers and you're looking at Alex Raymond's and you're looking at how Foster original art. So it's like he's coming home like this. That's the stuff he aspired to. That's the stuff that influenced him. So he gets to do a little bit of that. I do want to see these guys cut loose, you know, and it's not just color. Like, I also want to see them get used to working whatever size this canvas is and then see, like, well, how do they push those page layouts yeah. uh, going forward? Flash, good color. I'll agree with you. And like, that red pops. Just that red, though. Like, that's all. The Just that red on the entire book is, is it, I mean, it just shows you, you know, that's probably close to 100% yellow. So the colors are available. They're just used to their computer monitors or something it's like you just get that chemical color factory like that 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 legend that that bible that the mixtures man and just do those on this gray paper it was worked out and perfected over a hundred years of newsprint weekly comics they figured it out man you're not bringing anything to the party except like just just muted nothing and also when we talk about like when you use the dots you don't use a black line over top which is what they did here like it's just just a black line with the the dot texture and it, that creates that that dissonance this is uh the only comic i can think of that i've ever seen where the dots make me want to read the next installment because he disappears using a dot process mm -hmm. And they don't do the dots everywhere. Like, it's a choice that some of these are colored with dots. So there's a narrative dot connection. Right. Never seen that before. I also enjoy looking at these, like how they're treating the uh -huh. title pieces. And I think that flash one's really good. It's simple, but it's really uh, effective. Um, Brian Stelfreeze and Walt Simonson. Stelfreeze doing the, the art and I assume the color there's, on this. There's, there's some saturated colored like there's a lot of ink on uh on these pages yeah stelfree is one of the guys that i really admire his coloring choices and um again it makes me want to see like I'm, I'm gonna dig these out and actually go through these this week because i do want to see like many of these strips going forward and uh you know i want to see what stelfree's does with this as he keeps working on it kyle baker to me is the superhero here mm -hmm. we've been saying it like give us that big shot he delivers it also if you just showed me this, I wouldn't have thought Kyle Baker, you know, it shows his versatility as an artist. We looked at Plastic Man number one that Kyle Baker had done um, earlier than this, and it's very digital. And I mean, this might be all digital as well, but a completely different approach to drawing to superheroes, to these characters. Um, Kyle Baker can kind of do anything. Yeah. And I think uh, for my money visually, this is this is the one that sticks out to me. It's a good one. I remembered this before I even pulled this back out. I remembered like, there's some money Hawkman uh, in, in this thing. So it's the one that I remembered from, from 2009. And I would say like, it's the one that stands out, you know, side by side comparison to everything. Yeah, the, uh, the ultimate thing is like, the takeaway lesson, man, is that like, computer color, like blending and all that kind of stuff doesn't, doesn't work well on uh, this kind of newsprint makes sense because you figure this is a digital process virtually all of this stuff yeah and all of that is developed with uh with different paper in mind you know uh -huh. it's all done on, on uh coated stock like you see like the blended stuff and it looks it looks cheap but like that pure 100 percent value on that panel that title panel like that's that's salesmanship right there yeah yeah, I'm eager to, to, to check out more of this stuff. But, what a uh, weird like strip of B-listers, too, by the way. The demon and the Catwoman. Like, did you just, like, 
pull some names out of a hat and you get the demon and Catwoman together. Yeah, that is a, that is an odd couple, right? And you That's don't even, funny. And you don't even see the demon. You see Jason Blood. I wonder if they if they wanted uh, demon, you know, Simonson, longtime uh, Kirby fan or whatever. And DC was like, yeah, let's include, let's get Catwoman in there. You know, We're by the Catwoman by, somewhere. By the way, that's another problem. Like it's Simonson and Stelfreeze. Come on, man, which Simonson? Yeah, that's true. Is I it, think is he was it writing Hawkman around that time, right? Is that right? Then like Shaken no came in and did a couple of issues. It was very bizarre. But anyway, Wednesday comics. What a uh, what a wild experiment. Yes. And I think one of the ways to, uh, you know, if you're watching this at home and you're interested in these, there's a collection and mm -hmm. it's oversized. So I think that's probably a good way to experience this. I love it as an artifact just because it, in a weird way, I'm surprised there's not more of this. Like throughout comics history, it feels like this would have been a format that you might have uh, been able to push on various publishers. I feel like I know how to make it work. I, 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 I think I can make this kind of format work, man. But... They they had the raw ingredients, but there's just like, some tweaks that needed to be done. Here's the question for the kayfabers: Do you fold this up and store it in your comics, or do you lay them flat and store them that way, like like between artist editions, where you can kind of like flatten out your creases and stuff? <laughs> I think I know the answer to that one. It's going in the long boxes. You good to go, Jimmy? I am. Kayfabers, like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. It's out there, Jim. Hulk Grand Design Monster number one in comic shops everywhere while supplies last. Uh, Hulk Grand Design Madness number one coming to your comic shop in late April. So when you pick up Monster, tell your comic shop to reserve that Madness copy for you. And join me on Patreon.com slash Jim Rugg. Red Room Trigger Warnings is in stores now. Uh, one and two are on the stands as we speak. Going to be coming out on a monthly basis. Every issue completely self-contained. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the tagline to go along with uh, Red Room Comics. And you could read every uh, page before it hits paper on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there. More than 200 pages of comics up there as we speak. Uh, hit up my link tree and you can get to all those uh, destinations. What else do we have, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.